Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Today we have a great revenge story ending up with a huge tree on someone's patio. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, a barmaid laughed at my drink order. I was on holiday with my son, 14, and we were watching the football in a bar in the evening. I don't really drink, but do enjoy a cocktail while on holiday. The server came by and asked if we wanted drinks. I asked for a pina colada, and she laughed a little at the order and kind of laughed out an okay, and then walked off to make it. This annoyed me a little. I'm just a grown man wanting to drink a tasty cocktail. What's wrong with that? When she brought the drink back, I got my petty revenge. As she was placing the drink on the table, I said, My mom loved these, God rest her. I always have one on the anniversary of her death to remember her. She looked horrified and tried to shuffle off quickly. So I asked her for a cocktail stirrer so she had to come back again. When she came back, I took a sip from the straw, kissed my hand and pointed it to the sky, trying to look sad. She was so visibly uncomfortable, I had to stifle my own laughs. She noticeably avoided our table multiple times after this. I mean, even beyond the revenge, my question is, what's wrong with anybody asking for a pina colada? What's wrong with anybody asking for like an appletini? If some leather vest, bearded biker looking man walks in and wants a pina colada, what's wrong with that? What's funny about that? Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, my next story is, my ex-besties chihuahuas lashed out on me. No one did anything, so I scared them off. I used to be best friends with this girl Mel. She always lived in the neighborhood and we hit it off instantly when we met in school. She was younger than me, but a rich kid. She could be a bit obnoxious sometimes, but I loved her. She and her mom adopted two rescue chihuahuas with a bit of a spitz mix in them, I think. They were beautifully fluffy. I went to see them and hang out. From the millisecond I touched the doorbell, I could hear them barking three stories up. Mel's waiting for me in the hall outside of the apartment, giving me the heads up that the little doggies are still very new to all their surroundings. They're super sensitive to everything, so they bark and growl at everyone. Please don't take it personally and please be patient type of speech. I go in the house and I see two adorable little doggies that look like foxes chilling on the couch, barking at the TV. I go, aw, how cute they are, Mel. And they see me, they lock eyes, they go silent, their back fur stands up and they show me full teeth. They turn to demons, I tell you. I froze in place, super startled, and asked what I did wrong. Her mom liked me very much, so she took it upon herself to make me a friend of the pesky little doggos. She gave me a bacon treat and told me to approach them slowly and speak to them softly, repeating their names to encourage them. I went full-on wildlife whisperer to them, hands sticking out, eyes low, steady step, making myself smaller, muttering, Hi pretty lads, who's a good boy? Yeah, who's the best boy ever? I have a treat, look here buddies. Aha, tasty snack time. Want it? Can we be friends? I reached the couch. The dog, still super threatening, but nevertheless approached my hand slowly, took the snack in the most sinister, menacing, slow motion way possible, 
They split it and ate it with eyes still locked up on my very soul. They devoured the bacony thing and stopped growling for a while, their hair back to normal now. They stood up on the couch arm and looked at me with their noses up and ears down. Mel's mom is now ecstatic. Yes, oh my gosh, how precious, they like you, you can pet them now. I go, are you sure they don't wag their tails or something? Mel comes next to me and says we can pet them together. She starts to pet them very gently. They're very comfortable with her and forget about me for a sec. She grabs my hand and pulls it near the dogs to let me be a part of the cute playtime. Alas, the second they realize Mel is not the one petting them, and I am, they go from 0 to 100 attack mode. I'm talking about a proper wolf-like lashing out. There was deafening barking, saliva, eyes ready to pop out of their sockets. I was so unprepared that I fell back and crawled against the wall to get away from them. They literally corner me and start biting my shoes and making teeth holes on my jeans. I look at Mel and her mom. They're a fair distance from me and try to call the dogs back like talking to human babies. I now start to debate with them to pick the dogs up, please, so I can move and get up, and they mutter things like, wait for it, let them socialize, they aren't going to bite you. I shout, they are biting me already, please take them away from me. I don't have to wait for them to bite on my skin. They look at each other and nod in defeat as they go in the storage room to bring out some kind of expandable indoor dog park to put them in. I hear Mel's dad from the kitchen talking to himself. It's just chihuahuas for Pete's sake. They're three women against two chihuahuas. Cue petty revenge. I'm now alone in the living room. I spring up on my feet and the doggies back up. I fake bang my foot on the floor and fake lean forward to fake lash back. You know, like bullies do. I see it's working. So what I do is pull out all my hidden theatrical skills and my courage and as deadly silently as I can, lower above their heads with the scariest grimace, arms flailing around like branches in the wind, switching my weight from foot to foot, jumping around like a possessed witch of the swamp. The little satans disappeared, yapping and crying, stepping on each other, slipping on the marble tiles, searching for a hiding spot, turning upside down small pots and floor decor, and Mel and her mom popped their heads from the storage room, wondering what happened. I simply told them, I just stood up and they got scared. They believed me, since they didn't hear any sound or shouting or cussing or anything. I could never ever scold an animal anyway, and they trusted me with it. Needless to say, every time the little spawns of evil annoyed me like this, I just waited to be alone with them and pulled my new favorite trick again. I never got caught, and they were always wondering why their dogs behaved like that. Never spent a dime to take them to training though. It never occurred to them that chihuahuas or not, being bitten hurts like a freak and they should have helped me instead of making me a social experiment for pets. 100%, if they don't have the skills to curb that behavior themselves, they should have took those dogs to some kind of class. I'm not saying it's a 100% guarantee, but most dogs, you can kind of reclaim that behavior. Our next story is how to quiet noisy hotel neighbors. So this happened several years ago. However, my wife and I still get a good chuckle to this day. We were visiting her sister and nephews in a small town in Delaware for the weekend. Her sister's house was small, so we opted to stay at a dinky hotel in town. We enjoy our evening quiet time. Our first day visit was done, and we headed back to the hotel. This is one of those dinky hotels that the walls were paper thin. We settled in and were in bed. Wife likes to read before bed and I'm on my iPad browsing. 
We then heard loud thumps, a couple of screeches, and what sounded like loud walking next door. Enough word was rattling the table lamp closest to the shared wall. It gave us pause and we thought, okay, a neighbor with a couple kids. It stopped and we went back to our thing. It started again and then again. By this time I was thinking... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Boy, what rambunctious little crotch goblins they have. By this time, my wife was getting agitated. She quipped that maybe we should contact the manager. I said, no baby, it'll go away. They should be going to bed soon. However, the noise would continue. The thumping, screeching, and making the lamp rattle like from a small earthquake. Now, my wife is starting to get really ticked. She started to insist that we contact the manager to make it stop. She started to reach for the phone. I said, no baby, I got this. She asks, are you going to contact the manager or knock on their door? I said, no, I got this. I proceeded to get out of bed, walk towards the wall, face it and get as close as I could. I yelled, oh baby, spank my hairy butt. I proceeded back to bed. My wife's jaw dropped and she covered her mouth to keep from laughing so hard. The noise mysteriously stopped. Mission accomplished. We didn't hear a peep for the rest of the evening, nor for the rest of the weekend, for that matter. Hey man, little bit of return fire, right? You either A, just got some really noisy neighbors to shut up, or you traumatize some kids into shutting up. As far as a hotel stay goes, that's a win, right? Our next story is Helicopter Landlord. I, male 21 at the time, was living with my parents. My mental health was not great, and I used SH as a coping mechanism. I once went too far and needed to go to the ER. Fast forward a few months, I hadn't done so since, but my parents and my sister were going to Europe for a month. I didn't super love the idea of being home alone for an extended period of time while I was still working on myself. I cleared with my parents and essentially had three friends move in for the month. Even before my parents were gone, my friends often used my house for gatherings. This made it even easier. These gatherings weren't parties or raves, mind you. It typically involved a bunch of nerds, like playing board games. My parents have a great relationship with their landlord. He loves the house and is always happy to work on it. At the beginning of the month, I explained to him I had a few friends staying with me, and he explained to me that he'd be around a lot, to take advantage of my parents being gone. No problem. One night, we had around four other friends also spend the night, I had to work at 6am, so I left my friends sleeping in the living room. The last two there are cleaning up and getting ready to leave when the landlord comes in with a plumber and starts working on the bathroom. 
He starts talking with the plumber. Oh, it's a great family. Never had issues. Things like that. Then he gets to me. But they have a lazy son who won't get his own place. He's here alone this month and he's having parties every day. He never cleans anything. My room does have a tendency to get cluttered, but that's it. It goes like this while my friends keep cleaning. These friends are two of my biggest supporters in breaking the SH behavior. My friend Paul then begins marching past the bathroom. The landlord then says, Now who are you and why are you in my house without a resident? He responds in the most passive-aggressive, petty, obnoxious tone ever saying, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm Paul. You see, I was asked to stay with my friend for a few weeks while his parents are gone. You see, he's been really struggling with SH and is scared that if he's here by himself for too long, he might end up in the hospital again. Sorry for any inconvenience we cause. He then did not wait for a response and paraded his way out. The landlord has been much kinder to me in the five years since. Does anybody else think the landlord is a little too involved here? I understand you want to make sure that your place is taken care of. But the fact that you know all of your tenants specifically and saying this one can't keep their room clean, I just feel like that's almost too far for a landlord to just specifically know. Am I wrong? Our next story is, give out my phone number and I'll give out yours. I got a new phone number in 2019 and no issues for a year. In 2020, I started getting calls for healthcare insurance. I'd get texts and calls frequently for Medicare coverage and such. I'm not Medicare age and work, so I have insurance. I kept asking them to update their info and remove my number. I tried putting my number on the do not disturb list and all the other lists, but the calls kept coming. This continued for over two years and picked up whenever enrollment periods would open up. Edit. When you want to get insurance quotes, you enter in a phone number. This person kept putting in my number to get the quote, but avoid the spam calls. Source, work in healthcare. Eventually, the callers would ask for someone by their first name. We'll say they were looking for D. I'd ask for a last name, but wouldn't get it due to privacy reasons. After more junk and the calls not stopping, the next time I got a call, I pretended I didn't hear. Who are you looking for? B? C? Oh, D. We have a D. Smith here. Are you looking for D. Smith? A few callers finally told me who they were looking for, so I had the full name. Same name every time. I googled my phone number and this person's name and found on this person's company website. The phone number was the same, but the last digit was a 4 instead of a 5. I created a temp number and texted this person asking, Is this D. Brown? I keep getting calls and texts to my number for you if so. I think they have your number wrong. They wrote back, None of your freaking business who this is. Okay, fine. I figured it was them. As I kept getting calls, instead of saying, wrong number, I started giving out the D's number. Oh, you want D Brown? This isn't the right number. I think the number is the same but ends in four. I did this for the next five to ten callers. Fast forward two years and I haven't had calls for D since then. Now how much are you guys willing to bet that once D Brown figured out that the number was getting redirected? They started just using the one that ends in 3 instead of 4. Good luck to that person. This next story is Pain in the Butt Slumlord. Years ago, I had a psycho landlord. She lived below us and had unreasonable expectations about everything. We would get yelled at if we were walking around upstairs prior to 6am. The floorboard creaking would wake her up. 
One time we were just watching TV at a reasonable level and she used her key to barge in on me and my roommate to scream at us about being too loud. We got to the point it wasn't worth it to even put on the radio or music. We lived in silence. After our lease was over, we lasted one year, we knew we would never get our deposit back. I stopped at the local pet store and purchased 2,000 crickets for my reptile. I dropped those freakers everywhere. Cold air return, warm air return, attic floorboards and the walls if possible. Upon leaving, it sounded like a rainforest. Wish I would have recorded it. I mean, I know all those crickets were being sold for food, essentially for reptiles and whatnot. But honestly, I can't help but feel bad for the 2,000 crickets that were shoved in all these places where they're guaranteed to die. But to be fair, to Opie's credit, imagine like going up to the door and not opening the door and experiencing the nightmare that's inside, but being able to hear the nightmare. I mean, this person was bothered by the slightest of sounds. Imagine at night, they hear this chirping going on and they barge in the room just to find a nightmare. Our next story is Work Fridge Bandit. So I work at a plant nursery that has me out in the field all day. At lunch, we come into the lunchroom that has a large upright fridge, much like you would find in a deli or a gas station. I also live in Texas, so it's blazing hot for a little background. About a month after I started there, I started bringing my lunch because it was more convenient than going out to grab something. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I had a lunchbox that was very clearly labeled as mine, as well as being the only camo lunchbox in there. Doubles as a lightweight beer cooler during deer season? Well, the first week or two go fine, but about midway through the third week, I start noticing things missing. First it was a bag of chips or a Slim Jim, just the little stuff. Then it started being one of my three sandwiches or an entire bowl of roast I made. Now I'm well known for being incredibly petty to the point that I have a 14-foot tree on my patio that I dug up kind of petty. I also really like my food, so obviously I had to do something. Well, I'm very unassuming when it comes to my tastes in food. I'm just your average white guy, nothing special, except for the fact that I love blazing hot food. So what did I do? I made a super hot curry. Figured that would solve the problem real fast, but no, whoever it was took my curry ate it and left the empty bowl in the middle of the lunchroom. Okay, so now not only am I petty, but I'm mad too. So that night, I went to the store and bought the stuff for tuna sandwiches. Bought all the stuff except the relish because I decided to make my own. Went out to my garden and started digging through my peppers to make a relish pico demon child. A combination of purple cayenne, bird's eye chilies, two reapers, a ghost and a habanero later. I have a batch of tuna that could eat the steel off the bumper of a truck. Cue the revenge. I happily make my lunch, knowing that whoever steals my food may end up having the worst day of their life. I go to work like usual, put my lunchbox up front in plain view instead of trying to hide in the back, then I go to work. 
My lunch starts at 1, but there's a lunch that starts at 12.30 and overlaps till 1.30. About 12.45, I hear sirens. It's an ambulance and I'm like, oh no, what happened? We work around a lot of heavy equipment, so a lot can go wrong. Turns out that the older gentleman that had been taking my food decided to help himself to one of my sandwiches and found out the hard way that he had ulcers. He was in so much pain that a coworker had called the EMT because they didn't know what was wrong with him. So my lunch comes and they're still trying to help him. So I walk around them, grab my lunch box and sit down a few tables away in clear view of the old man and the EMT and proceed to eat my other two sandwiches like nothing happened. Best part? You never touched my food again. That was two years ago and till this day, all of my food is accounted for. He ended up being fine but had to go to the hospital that day to be treated for severe ulcers that had been seriously agitated by that tuna. Any food or lunch thief deserves some kind of revenge like this. I'm guessing that most people that would steal food just blindly like that aren't the type of people that would have a food allergy. So honestly, I say go wild with it, put some peppers in there, or do the classic thing, dog food. Oh, that isn't leftover bolognese. Our next story is, bad roommate leaves clothes hanging in shower to dry, so I'm keeping them wet. My 22-year-old female, roommate is probably around 10 years older than me, single mother. Her kid, 8-year-old female, is delightful, calls me her BFF, draws me pictures, etc. But the roommate herself isn't a great person. She never says hi to me since I moved in a year ago. She avoids me like crazy, which is awkward because her kid doesn't. She leaves dishes in the sink for weeks. She leaves food out for weeks. She lets the garbage get infested with maggots every time I'm gone for a few days. She yells at her kid too much. The kid sleeps on a mattress on the floor. She doesn't set a bedtime for the kid, so she wakes up late for school. And the mom just tells her to stay in her room and pretend she's sick, just so she doesn't have to take her to school. I know this because the kid secretly told me. She does this sometimes when she has to work all day. She'll just leave the kid at home alone for 9 plus hours. I've come home a few times to the kid being extremely bored and hungry. Then I'm forced to mother her. They're super broke, unable to afford a bed or to do their laundry. But then the mom turns up with things like new Jordans and expensive face creams. I don't get it. I feel so, so bad for the kid. I've thought of calling children's aid, but I fear that would just make things worse for them. Issue of the shower. We share a washroom all four people living on the floor. She hand washes her laundry, taking up the washroom for up to an hour at a time. Then, most frustratingly, she leaves all her clothes hanging from the shower rod to dry. Like her dishes, she'll leave her clothes there for weeks. And she's told me, oh, just move the clothes when you need a shower. I've been doing that, but I've had enough. I'm starting to take showers with her clothes still there, getting them all wet. I don't even care anymore. I'm thinking of bringing a spray bottle and wetting her clothes every time I enter the washroom. Another petty thing I've started doing is rushing to the bathroom as soon as I come in the door. For some reason, every time they hear me open a door, front door or even the door of my room, it triggers them to go to the washroom. It's like they want to beat me there. They'll be in their room for hours without coming out, but the moment they hear me possibly getting ready to go to the washroom, they rush to get there before me, so I'm doing everything I can think of to be a crappy roommate too. I wonder if they grew up with siblings, because honestly the bathroom thing sounds like something you would have 
kind of learned from actually having that competition with getting to the bathroom before your siblings. Especially if you had multiple siblings and you wake up in the morning. You want to get there and lock the door and have the bathroom so that you don't have to wait. Our next story is how I ended up with a huge tree on my patio. Alright, I mentioned this tree in my last post and didn't expect it to get that much attention. So a little backstory, I'm an AG major with a vested interest in propagation and preservation, as well as oddities like bonsai and orchids. So I currently have a full-grown crepe myrtle tree in my apartment patio that I estimate between 10 and 14 feet tall. It was acquired through petty means because my old landlord was super rude about kicking me out. I moved to my current city in 2015 and moved into a beautiful house for an amazing price. Landlord seemed cool, had a good yard, raised bed, garden, 8-foot privacy fence. Not paradise, but nice enough. Well, the tree in question was a mere 3-5 to foot tall when I moved in. Barely a twig sticking out of the grass. Well, me being me, I took it as my personal mission to turn this twig into a beautiful tree. Seven years later, said twig is now a 10 plus foot tree with three trunks about as large as my forearm. So I decide in March that I'm going to air layer a few branches for bonsai. I go buy the stuff I need and get busy. Before too long, my little tree has a multitude of little bumps wrapped in tinfoil where I'm propagating it. I had chosen this tree because it blooms, not just one color like most I see, but five different colors. Sometimes all in one cluster. Fast forward to May of 22, and I'm getting excited because I'm seeing roots starting. I can't wait for August or September to cut these branches and pot them up. School finishes up, and I head to the beach for the last two weeks of May, constantly thinking about my beloved tree. I come back on the first to pay rent. Seven years I lived there, never missed, never late, never had a problem with the landlord. I pay my rent as usual and go about my life. Well, on June 9th, 2022... I get an email informing me that upkeep on the house has become too expensive and they need me to vacate so they can renovate for a rent increase. Although all they had ever fixed in 7 years was the water heater going out. I did most of the repairs myself, but panic. Housing market sucks. I wasn't ready to move? How will I find a place? That's okay though, I'm resilient. I calmed down and in about a week I found my current apartment. I start packing and moving. Halfway through packing, I go to the backyard to get my garden stuff. Panic. What about my pepper plants? Oh god, my tree! Now I'm in full-blown monkey-with-a-child's-toy mode trying to problem-solve. Right? Pots exist? Easy. So I spend my night digging up all my pepper plants and transplanting them. I pack them up and move them to my apartment. Phew. Job done. Oh god, I forgot my tree again. Well, here we are at 8 p.m. It's June in Texas. I'm sweating bullets. The mosquitoes are eating me alive, and what am I doing? I'm digging a full tree out of the ground. After several hours of digging, it's super wobbly, and I manage to pull it out, but I don't have a pot. Right, they transfer trees in bags. So I go get a bunch of trash bags and wrap them around the root ball and tie it off. I then carry it to my truck and put it in the bed, and towed it across town to my apartment and wait till morning so I can go get a pot for it, which is exactly what I did. And it's been on my patio happily blooming for a year and a half. My new landlord loves it and asked how I came by it, and I just told her ugly people don't deserve pretty things, and I'm incredibly petty. 
That's the story of how I ended up with a full-grown tree on an apartment patio as petty revenge on a jerk of a landlord. I would have loved nothing more than like if this landlord called OP up and asked them where all the plants went, like as if they had gotten also attached to it and almost just wanted to move back in because of how nice OP made it look. Our next story is talking bad about my stay-at-home mom. Enjoy having to stay at home. Here's another round we had with Clara. It's going to be a little long and probably not as good as the one before, but here we go. As context, my parents were divorced. She was a stay-at-home mom and when that happened, my mom left home and went living with my grandfather. She loved to take care of him and he loved the company and the cooking, so it was a win-win situation for them. Clara had a lot of things I hated. One of those things was that she loved to talk crap behind other people's back. I overheard her talking about a lot of unknown people, about me, my sisters, etc. Other thing I hated was her absolute disrespect for my personal space. When her kid was bored, she used to let him enter my house and use my PlayStation and games when me or dad wasn't there. Clara always denied that fact, but I knew she was doing it. So one day, I left my PC's webcam recording when I left for a couple hours and caught her. But not only that, she was talking crap over the phone about her boss, my dad's friend. Dad got her a job in his restaurant saying he was a total idiot and that she could manage better that crap hole of a restaurant among other things. I decided to wait for the perfect moment to confront her and show my dad the video. So when dad came home, I was ready for the moment. I walked to his house and that's when I heard Clara say to my dad, real women have a job, not like that useless walrus of your ex-wife. I got really angry and entered shouting at her. It was a very loud fight and, as always, she opted for playing her victim role. So I told her, your mouth might have taken you very far with my dad's you know what, but I will not have you talk about my mom with that mouth. So you will apologize now or there will be consequences. Clearly she didn't apologize and laughed in my face. So next weekend, I went straight to the restaurant with a freshly burned CD with Clara's video talking about her boss. I asked if, let's call him Lou, was there, and he was. Dad and Lou grew in the same street, so her friendship was very old and he knew me very well. He didn't like Clara very much either, because Lou knew my mom too. So I showed the video to Lou, and he was livid. He said that he was sorry about my dad and thanked me for the eye-opener video. Next Monday, Clara was fired. When I encountered her, I told her, So, how does it feel not being a real woman now? Laughed and left as I hear Clara yelling at me, as always. I guess my question is, how is OP's dad in relation to these things? Are they mad at OP for this beef that's going on? Do they not hear OP out or understand the way Clara's yelling at OP? Do they just not want to get in the middle of the whole thing? Our next story is, I stole her social handle. I have a class bully, unfortunately. She bullies everyone, creates unnecessary drama, and throws a temper tantrum if she doesn't get her way. Sometimes, she even calls in other people in class to bully her targets with her. Long story short, she's a nightmare. She is very proud of how she's branded herself, and I know for a fact that she locks in her handle for each new platform. Well, I used a code for Blue Sky to swoop in and grab her handle there, so she can't. And the random profile I set up is very against her branding, which will almost certainly pee her off. But you know what? Maybe that'll keep her off Blue Sky. 
so at least there's somewhere I can exist without her drama. Now, I've heard of a number of people going to Blue Sky, but my question is, how widely used is Blue Sky? I mean, I would check it out if it wasn't this whole, like, code thing to get in. I'm just left like, what's the point? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.